What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 76. Seven. Six. Seven. Six. Seven. You know, it's two episodes. It's Is 76 it? and 77. Okay, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure this is episode 70, 77. Like 77. We yeah. know We know it. Come on. We know this shit. It's 77. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> mm. As always, this is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the aka Bashman, because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Dr. Do Too Little, aka Lil Poopy Dirt. Uh, oh, never mind. Maybe this is episode is. 76. Hey. <laughs> I'm the Hybrid worst. Episode. Uh, we're starting off the year strong here, uh, friends, uh, with a little bit of uh, memory loss. But um, as always, I'm here with Nivek. Oh, hey, it's Navek, a.k.a. Navape, a.k.a. Mr. Run Up On Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away, a.k.a. The Human Television, a.k.a. Low Couch, Big Couch, Same Couch, a.k.a. Mr. Run Up On Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away. And you know what? We have an amazing guest here today. Today with us, we have L Argonian. L, do you have any AKs that you want to share with us today? I do. I do. I have a couple prepped. Um, oh, fantastic. So, AKA Argonian, AKA Little Scratch Queen Mayo, AKA <laughs> Little Bit of Mommy, Little Bit of Daddy. Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> I got to hit the bomb on that one. That's, you know what? We we always love the prepared, the prepared mm-hmm. AKs. Um, one, because it's, it's a great sign and reassurance for us that our guests you know, appreciates the show, appreciates where we're coming from. It is. Um, and to, you know, really highlights the creativity. That's the, that's its peak here. Um, um, what, was, what was the one involving, sorry, involving Mayo? A uh, little Scratch Queen Mayo. Oh. It's okay. like, I'm trying to go on like a new DJ name there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. A little mm. bit of a. I like that one. A little bit of fun play on yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, it's not yeah. play on words. Scratch Queen Mayo. I like yeah. it. I have to have Lil in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we've, we've both thrown it in, in to some yeah. degree, you know? Because um, mm. we're not big, so. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're not <Yeah>. big. <laughs> um, but today with us, we have El Argonian. El is a musician, a DJ, an audiophile. I think that's the best word to be <laughs> described. Is that a good word? A real audiophile. A real audiophile. That's yeah. a, maybe a weird word, but we're going to use it because it's technically, I think, the word that best, that best describes L, um, and also a vlogger to an extent, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as the as the show goes on. But L, thank you so much for for joining us here. Um, we first learned of L as she's someone who's uh, been a big fan uh, of the podcast, which you're very, very grateful for, um, and uh, also through your friendship uh, and your connection to uh, former guests that we had on the show, such as Patrick Perez um, and. All the lads from the Whitlock crew, such as Tyler, such as Jaden, such as Eric. Um, so to finally meet you, to finally sit down with you is, is phenomenal. We're very, very happy to to have you here. Um, how is it that you first heard of the show? We'll, we'll start there, you know, because, you know, we're really humble guys. So we just want to <laughs> hey. know all about, you know, why I you like love <laughs> the show so much. I got to say, shout out the big guy for always humbling me. Thanks, big guy. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. <laughs> Little show from big guy. Uh, <laughs> I like I I started. I wish I could say I started from number one. That's okay. I didn't, I'm not that hardcore of a fan. We're uh, thankful boo. that you did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're thankful you have it because those episodes, those are bad. I mean, yeah, audio quality wise, I'll say quality audio quality wise, not the greatest. There's there's a nuance to the audio quality there. Okay, but it's <laughs> the USB microphones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so the first episode I had listened to, Patrick sent me that the Whitlock episode, and he's like, "Hey, I I mentioned you in it," and I was like. 
I'm in a podcast. I've yeah. been mentioned. <laughs> right. Best thing is he didn't tell me when it was, right. and it ended up being like at the last ten minutes, and it was like an hour and a half yeah, to two-hour podcast. It was so I was like, <laughs> I really had to, I really had to sit in there. That's the worst. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was like, it wasn't the worst. No, it was good because it was, I was getting to hear my friend like on a whole different angle that I never heard him before. Mm. Like, especially with music, because we had always. In my head, I was like, we started together. We we yeah. started together as musicians and, and producers. And to, so I always had like this, it wasn't a good thing, but a sense of pride over his music or like, not a sense of pride, but like I felt part of. Yeah, part of his, his journey. Yeah, I guess so. And then and then seeing him, or just hear, sorry, hearing the podcast. We didn't have vision at that point. Mm, but yeah, he, <laughs> listening to the podcast. It's true. I was like, wow, like he's like moved on. And mm. his own world. And it just, it was like, it was really wild and like I'm happy I had that experience but it was humbling I was like I had to like sit back and like okay he's it's not me like he's doing like his own yeah. amazing artful things and like his whole crew around him like I only knew of those people because I think at that time maybe Tyler mm. had come out to see me DJ and he's like oh all these people love your music I was like what this is that's crazy how do these yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. even know me know like like my music I only mm. have like 90 followers on SoundCloud right 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 so mm. I just listened to that podcast and uh, yeah, it was like really awesome hearing all that stuff about Patrick. And then I kind of stepped away from the podcast for a bit. So I only listened to that one episode. Hey, that's totally unfortunately. Fair. No, no, no. But I always had like that episode liked on SoundCloud. So right. your, your, your stuff would always pop up like people you may know or uh, just algorithms. Like, yeah. And even other podcasts. So I sh- like even in the past like three years, I would like randomly listen to an episode like oh that's cool some mm. Toronto talent honestly people who I didn't know but it was just like okay I'm gonna listen to it and right 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 yeah wow and it was only until last year that I was like seriously getting into it wow. and then I just like listened to I listened from like the most recent to like all the way to the beginning wow maybe missing like a few I'm sure just because like on SoundCloud it happens it happens it happens but yeah, like yeah, it's, it's okay. You're just a fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Th- actually, that is huge, though. That you are actually listening to us speak. To the most big fan. Like, oh, salute! Thank you. Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much for, for hey. listening. Because we because yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah, I, I think not always. Um, yeah, the truth is, I I think that we do have like uh, we do have folks who are like dedicated listeners um who may have like kind of like to some degree kind of nudged us i mean like you know i'll be sick if i could be on the podcast <laughs> yeah. um but uh i don't know where i'm going with this, this is me saying sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no Al, i think we're we're both very excited to to sit down with you and and kind of talk to you about you know your own journey through music um, some of the music that you've, you know, you've, you've shared even within the, within the past year, Black Marsh is definitely something that we, that we want to talk about as well. Um, but before we do, uh, I, I guess this is maybe I'm being a bit selfish here, but, um, you and I share a similar history in not only playing drums, um, but playing drums in a metal band specifically. This is something that some people in my life clown me for. Some people in my life are like willing to explore with me. Um, I'm still not sure if it's something I'm proud of or something I'm just like, don't ever talk to me about this again. It's, yeah, it's like, should you tell people yeah, about that's it? That's right, that's right. Like, I don't even want to share that. Like, I'm never going to share the name of the band. Like, yeah, there are select people maybe that I'll like find the hidden YouTube videos that are out there me playing and share it with them. But um, I'm more than happy to share them with that's you. That's exactly I'm sure you'll have no, like an appreciation. Sorry, if I may, let's take this, what you guys just shared here. And let's strip it down because okay. I want to know the truth mm-hmm. as okay. to why you'd be ashamed of this.
honest. Okay. Because I'd be telling people. Okay, fair enough. So maybe maybe I'll start with you. I don't <laughs> yeah, to share uh, your history there. So uh, we're <laughs> a lot of shame. <laughs> it's oh, it's damn. a tough one, you know, and I, and I definitely I definitely want to ex- kind of as you said strip it down, unpack it, if you will. Mm. Um, when was it that you you started playing drums? And I guess specifically, yeah, when was it that you kind of started playing metal music as well? Yeah, so I probably started when I was, I think, nine years old. Okay. Watched the movie Drumline, and that did it. If you're if you're early, you're on time. No, yeah, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yes. Shout out to Drumline. Big. Classic <laughs> movie. Classic <laughs> movie. Nick Cannon, man. Nick Cannon so, did his thing on that one. So that, honestly, he was snubbed by the Academy <laughs> on that one. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. And best screenplay, too. <laughs> Whoever wrote that movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. I think it's. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, thank you for being yeah. honest about Drumline. Yeah. I, I think I, 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 was, I didn't watch it, but I was like watching clips the other day on YouTube. I was like, yeah, I love this yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, kind of consolidating or like registering in yeah. my mind like this is what started this is, it. The, this is, this <laughs> is the beginning but yeah i watched okay. that movie at nine i got like my first drum kit from toys r us Ooh, wow, okay and it was like some people wouldn't call it a drum kit i'll call it a drum kit yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like but it was for kids right so right. even at nine i was like okay i'm too big, <laughs> too yeah, big yeah, for yeah. this <laughs> or like not really it, it, it was it was okay right and i would just make noise on that and i was like in an apartment building like such mm-hmm. and trying to be quiet on your drums is a hard thing mm-hmm. but I would learn that way, and I think maybe when I was 10, turn 10 or turn 11, like my whole class in my elementary school was creating a band, and like everyone in the class was creating a band, which is, Damn. I mean, that's a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I think yeah, it was the whole grade, bands. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So the whole grade six class was like, there was managers, talent manager, oh, there was like eight drummers trying out, and I think I was legitimately like the only person with like a drum set at home, like, oh wow, kind of call myself a musician, but yeah. I had to try out for this. I remember having to call like some girl on the phone from my class to like play drums right, right, right. on the phone mm. to her. Oh my, this is, yeah. where the fuck was Jack Black? Where is this school <laughs> of rock fucking business uh, model just unfolding? Over the school. phone auditions. Yeah, wow. like the whole class was involved and some kids were like, yeah, I don't want to be involved. This is nonsense. Yeah. I guess they were pretty smart. Yeah. But like, <laughs> a lot of sad kids that didn't get to make it as drummer. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. Damn. That's, that's, that's how we tough. got our keyboardist and our singer. Yeah, and yeah, our, yeah. Yeah, so then that that <laughs> band, what were we called? We ended up turning into The Darkest Nightmare, Ooh, which is like this little My Chemical Romance um, Ozzy Osbourne cover band. Okay. It was like in grade right. seven and eight. Okay. I'm not ashamed of that because it was like funny. It's like, yeah, I, it wasn't good. I think it's a very yeah. sweet memory, yeah. I think, yeah, especially elementary school. Like any or all of that was a mess. Unless we were like prodigies, which is very unlikely, <laughs> truth be told. Um yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that is like a time period where we can like embrace and be like, hey, look at us when we were so young and just trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but fair enough. That's where it started for you. And then it kind of continued on when you entered high school? The, exactly. So that same band, we were still kind of together. And then our... So it was crazy. Like this grade six band, that was the whole class, just ended up being like <laughs> myself. Oh. I still call him this guy, Joe, at the time. He was our guitar player right. and singer and we call him metal joe metal joe my old yeah. friends just because you know what he's still so metal that you have to call him metal joe <laughs> yeah 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 that's fair and it's it, it works um <laughs> so it was with metal joe we had gabe on the keyboards and my friend mike singing and then my brother on bass guitar and he was like three years older than us so he went the classroom we didn't have a bass player trying out <laughs> right. my brother right 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 got involved so it was just like <laughs> it, it, 
became like a really cool popular thing that went to something that was not cool in the right. school. And then in high school, the singer, he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be part of this anymore. This yeah. is for children. Right. And damn, um, damn. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, you're not metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And then we performed our first show. So Gabe was still in the band. Only Mike had quit. And, okay. And um, we performed our show with Supernova, which is like a Toronto show true promoter organizer and they okay. would organize like a bunch of bands rappers everything like every genre into like one night oh and my that's, god that's what people like it <laughs> wasn't like uh, now that i'm thinking about it, it's kind of cool like they were trying to do something good in 2007 2006 they were missing them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they were yeah. not hitting what they wanted to hit <laughs> yeah. at that time yeah. we're gonna open with a hip-hop artist yeah we're gonna, <laughs> middle of the show is gonna be indie folk and then we're gonna close the night with some death core you know? yeah yeah like the guy i remember to this day the person performing before us was like he's like i'm brendan flowers you could buy my new ep Whoa. on itunes like holy shit this guy is yeah. like he was just up there with a guitar and yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it was nice music but then like we were and all us kids we had just like shopped at like this place called Borderline on okay. Queen Street, and it's like now I mean a lot of cool, cool kids would wear the clothes. I guess it's kind of like gothic pants yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, chains yeah. and stuff. But we were tra- we were trying for that whole right like the look. We're demon. We're yeah, Satanists, yeah, 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 and yeah, um, sure. we even painted our whole face like corpse paint. No way. But it looked like Kiss more or less. Like right. it didn't look scary. It looked like <laughs> like we were a bit all, playful. Yeah, it looked very like oh this is a mess and like why is there red over there? It's like it's supposed to be blood. Like. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I so can I could I could only imagine like a whole audience of people who are like, Holy shit, what the hell's getting on stage? <laughs> who and, are these people? Yeah. yeah. We won we won fan favorites, second or <laughs> I think like there was a competition. Fan favorites were like everyone online had to vote for a fan favorite right. and I think they got five hundred buttons. The band would get five hundred buttons. Oh we won wow. fan favorite. And we never got our 500 buttons. Fuck off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck? Supernova. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're in the dirt. Yeah. Not because of your poor promotional tactics. <laughs> your lack of integrity. <laughs> not not that you guys were a pyramid scheme, but... Exactly. Not cool, <laughs> That's what you have to say to you, Supernova. Um, so is that the first live show that you remember playing? That was again? the first live show. And it was like, I would still say we we're kind of innocent. And then yeah. we just started to listen to more metal. And like, yeah. for me, I went through, I would listen to like, when I was younger, I was into like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, and then I went to like Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And then I just went right into like black metal and death metal. Right, right, right. Which I think is unhealthy <laughs> because <laughs> okay. uh, there, you should like discover the genres in between and right. not just go to like where people are like, we worship Satan and we want to burn down churches. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why, like, I think that's why I'm so ashamed of it because a lot of the music when I was like in grade nine and 10, I was like, oh, this is a shock factor. It's so cool. Mm. And now I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, it's, yeah a little, like, it's a little much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like and, and even that like led up to me like wanting to quit my band and stuff like mm. and just like knowing that this music was like okay, there's like a lot of like with black metal specifically, I don't, not other metal genres, but there's like a lot of national socialist black metal, which mm. is just like racist metal. Yeah, when, and you're just like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do this stuff. Yeah. What the hell? Like there was a few hipster black metal bands out there, but it's just like guys, let's just abandon the genre. Like yeah. fuck this genre. It's it's just screaming into a microphone with blast beats and it's right. Right, it's not good sounding music. Yeah. That's one reason to be ashamed of it, and then the other reason is just like, well, everything around it, right? Yeah, the culture of it. That's right. Mm. I I appreciate you bringing that up because that was a question that I I kind of wanted to ask as well. Is like the scene that's attached to it because that's always going to always going to happen, right? Yeah, the scene is going to uh, it's it's going to carry on. Oftentimes, it's going to carry on the values that are like being shared through the music as well. 
Uh, but it, it can also like worst case is also when it's like misguided as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of curious to know um, while you were in it, but also maybe in retrospect, what what did you make of uh, the kind of scene that you found yourself most kind of enveloped into when you're in it? Was it something that you you like felt uncomfortable in? Was it not something that maybe you were able to process until later on to be like, hey, there was a lot of yeah, not so great things kind of happening in the scene? I th- it definitely now. Mm-hmm. And even at the time, I could, I was always like, because my parents were like having a lot of problems at that time and mm-hmm. they just split up right after that, but they were starting to do that. So I, f- right. in my head, I knew, like when I was younger, I knew whenever I was doing something that was like bad, I'd be like, oh, no one's going to give me shit for it. So right. I kind of know this is bad sort of thing, right? right? Maybe still going through with it, but like kind of having that conversation of like, guilt in my head or right. the internal parenti- parentalizing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I felt like like a good, almost like a second family or like, mm. I guess maybe the first family, like a real family that I needed, like that sort of, that's what I found, like this family environment. It's sort of typical around these like young scenes, right. especially when you're like a young man or at least what I thought at the <coughs> time. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. it felt like really, felt really, g- didn't feel good, but it just felt, I just felt like welcomed and I was cared about, which was like not true at all. Like thinking back the stuff that they did, I'm like people drinking with 15 year olds. That's not caring. Yeah. yeah, In my head, I was like, wow, this person really cares about me if they're 19 and they're drinking with me. And now I'm just like beat that person up. Yeah. 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 What is, what is this person really doing? Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear you. It's like, uh, it's, it's a, it's community, right? That's like oftentimes like what we will like feel or can convince ourselves of based on like these like very simple principles, right? Which is like, you know, we're all sharing the space because we dig the same music or um, we all have an appreciation for this. Um, But, you know, it is always kind of worth in like in any kind of like scene or any kind of shared space with a lot of people, it's always worth thinking about like, what what is it that's like really bringing us here, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. So, you know, in this case, I mean, even with, with my own experience, something that I definitely saw was like, um, it, it, not always the case, but oftentimes it was uh, a lot of young people who um, didn't feel like they had other spaces to kind of like be themselves in or kind of do the things that they, that they wanted to do. Um, and, it, and this like metal scene was a, was a place that like enabled it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at least what I saw was like, it enabled like, um, yeah, like an underage drinking or it enabled like, um, drug use, not to, again, not to say that these are necessarily bad things, but like. With sort of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like that's a good word. Yeah, kind of done at like a, a a level that's just like, yeah, as you said, you know, someone who who is like of legal age, someone who um, who does have the capacity or like ability to like purchase alcohol and like share with like someone who is younger. Um, it's yeah, it's. I, I guess like my concern isn't even like having a beer, having two beers, something like that. But it's just like yeah ingraining this idea that it's like yeah it's okay to kind of like come and do uh on like a nightly basis it's just like the concern for me is just like the the health hazards right like the way yeah. that you're 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 potentially harming someone at, at such a young age right when your body's just like not ready for it yeah. um yeah um and yeah it, it's like that was a, a big thing for me was that like i obviously um you know as you know as some people listening may know you as well too like this idea of being straight edge was like tied to like uh like a, a, a subsection within the metal scene like straight straight edge like music was a was a thing which like 
to what extent like the the lyrics uh spoke to like being sober give and take but being like a straight edge band just meant that everyone in the band didn't like smoke or drink mm. um so i i think i convinced myself that like oh you know as someone who who doesn't partake in either um like i can still exist in this space as a result of these like straight edge folks kind of like being here um, okay but being straight edge didn't like <laughs> didn't like save them from not being assholes you know like not still like standing by these like very like hyper masculine like expectations or like um sometimes even like being in these spaces because of like you know in this case women that they that they wanted to like to hook up with you know mm-hmm. um so it was definitely kind of it made me think like hey is anyone here because they like also like this music or you know yeah 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 is everyone yeah is everyone here for, for some other kind of reason um, and, it, and it played a big part in, in pushing me away, um, you know, to to the extent that you kind of shared as well. Um, there was also that like layer of like, hey, like I, I when I walk into some of these spaces, like predominantly white spaces, I didn't always know if like, hey, am I, am I fully safe here, too? You know, mm-hmm. um, like I would definitely like see comfort if like there was anyone who like uh, any non-white person in that space. Right. To be like, oh, shit. OK, there's like at least mm-hmm. one more person here. Um, but it, it did become challenging and I'm, and of, of course I'm not here to villainize like metal music and the people who enjoy the music. Um, but there are those, like those layers, right. That, that yeah, oftentimes yeah. They, that push people out. Um, and yeah, it, it really made me wonder, like, I don't know, like I, I will listen to some metal music now and be like, Hey, you know, I still like appreciate this musically and like, it, it does bring back memories. Um, but I do wonder like, Oh, you know, if this is the case, like, why did I like, what made me leave the scene you know and and so much of it was just like what else was attached to it right yeah yeah um and i suppose i was yeah i was curious to know and it it seems to be as as much as the same for you um which yeah which really kind of makes me wonder right like how do you um yeah what what can be done differently um i guess that's a hard thing right like every scene has gatekeepers every scene has like yeah people at the helm of like dictating what's right and wrong um yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so interesting because like even the music that I really liked and like metal music that I really liked yeah. was folk metal. And when I True. think about that, it's all melody. Right. It's just like it's like yeah, this is this is happy. It's like EDM, but like without like just slower kick. That's right. That's right. Because that's essentially what it sounded like. And and the music that was seen as cool was like this drone metal. Like in the black metal, was just like. And no, no, like disrespect to anyone who does the noise scene nowadays, which is super open. Like right. a lot of people who are in the noise scene are like, they're not shit kids. Right. Or at least I think, I, I don't know. Right. But like at the time it was just like, this is, this is just horrendous. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't even good sounding music. And I know for me, like the last show that I played, cause I feel like a lot of the dressing, like the makeup was like a pre form of drag for me, mm. which I'm a, just a big fan of drag and yeah. I partake in drag. Yeah. And I feel like my brother like he would he would love putting on the makeup too and we would like smile at each other on stage so he would play the bass and i'd be playing the drums and we'd be like (laughs) between like a really angry song and people would be like why the fuck are you guys smiling during the performance like isn't that kind of funny yeah yeah yeah. like was like wouldn't that make you laugh yeah (laughs) because that's what my i was i wanted to make people laugh i was like how are you all serious here like like i am 16 playing in a band you guys are like 
you guys are really doing this into your serious adult life here. And like, okay. <laughs> your old self. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. And I remember after that show, I was like in a good mood. I was wearing jeans too, blue jeans, which someone had made a, a comment about that night. Like you're wearing blue jeans. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to wear? Like, <laughs> fuck what, off, that man. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I, I remember after the show we played, I kissed my brother on the cheek. I was a bit, a bit weird to some people, but I thought, hey, you know, we played a show. I'm yeah. going to give you a kiss on the, the cheek. Excitement, sir. Yeah, and the girl, this girl who was like, oh, I can't. What the fuck? And I was like, even at a time, I didn't even know what was going on in my head. I mean, not that kissing your brother is a f- form of homosexuality, yeah. but like there was a lot of closeted natures yeah, left yeah. in my body. So I was like, oh, why is she hating on gay people? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, and I remember that show, me and my brother were like, yeah, we're done with that. Like, let's, I'm like, I want to be a DJ. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So much judgment. Like, yeah, yeah. so much judgment in one night alone. And like over the, and there's so much bigger things in that scene that are a problem, but like over those small little things, it's like, if you can't even walk into a place of blue jeans. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah, the I, fuck? I had no idea this is like the scene. Cause I'm going to be honest. I have like my, where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. I also want to know where, like what area is this specifically? Like your elementary to high school. So I grew up, I'm pretty much North York my whole life. Like Young and Steels. I grew up, I went to like school at, um, St. Pascal Balon, which okay. is like okay. around Center Point Mall. Okay. If anyone knows that. Yes. And um, I went to Bray Buff High School. Okay. Down near there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayview and Steel. So it's just like, okay. I went to St. Agnes actually, which is back door to Bray Buff mm. in grade four because my brother was like being bullied a lot at St. Pascal's. Damn. So our mm. parents were like, let's change it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did. Luckily, I was like socially, like, or not, not socially, but like, luckily, I never got bullied as a kid. Yeah, I was very yeah, yeah. good at just like socializing. So. Right. I adjusted very well at the new school and my brother didn't, but that's where he went. So Saint, I, I also, me and my brother have talked about this. St. Pascal was like a little bit more cool because it was like everyone was more middle class mm-hmm. or like, not middle class, but like, I don't know, I guess. But St. Agnes was just like a lot of rich kids. Everyone's mm-hmm. dad was like an orthodontist. Oh, not wow. even mm-hmm. like like all this... <laughs> Like my dad's a dispatcher. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. so like there is an intense, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's really that intense. Yeah, it's a class shift for yeah. sure. It's, it's it, was, it's bit, it was a bit different. It was just like, what am I saying? It's not that different. It was, for me, it was like seamless. I'm just right. saying, think about it now. Like, uh, it was interesting how we were progressively going into Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I don't know. You kind of see those changes. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that's oh, the area. So this yeah. area technically still. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, myself, I mean, I grew up in an area that's totally the complete opposite in terms of music. Like, I've never been involved in a, in a metal show at all. Right. right so right. I didn't know it was like, I thought the people would at least be kind of, you know, fun and oh, uh, like enjoying the mm-hmm. scene, you know? I didn't know it was this angry. I yeah, guess. like they're not even enjoying themselves. Like, that's the <laughs> yeah. big thing. You're right. <laughs> at like, least. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do like, you do that? Yeah. The self-policing of smiling. It's just like. Yeah, and that, that continues today. People are still just sitting in their homes hating. (laughs) Every day they wait on something to hate. That's right. They're waiting for this podcast to hate. That's right. They're listening to this. I hate this, but I'm going to keep listening because I'm a born hater. Because I'm born hater. What did they say? (laughs) Uh, Hater dudes. Hater (laughs) hater women have hater kids. You know, so. Wow. What a profound uh, bar. (laughs) What a profound realization to make. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, true. I mean, I mean, that was definitely something that I, I, I figured I, I would ask you too. Is yeah, what if at all, right? You you had any experiences with with the metal music too? Um, because it, it it is like um, I think um, my like proximity to whiteness growing up is like definitely something that I think about. 
um, as like how or why like I was even introduced to metal music mm-hmm. um, and you know from what I understand that wasn't really the case for me was there was there anyone even white in your like graduating class uh, so there's about four to six white people in okay. my uh, graduating class right yeah and uh, so it's filled with brown people Asian people right. a good mix of that and yeah I didn't hear a, a heavy metal song until maybe 11th grade you know, until actually shout out the homie Victor. Uh, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> he was definitely listened to, uh, I think, uh, Lamb of God. Or okay, or wow, wow. Bands wow. along that, yeah. that uh, ilk, right. you know? <laughs> That's good and, stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, I, and all I've been exposed to was rap, rap and R&B. Right. So, you know, uh, 50 and Usher. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, the intros. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the intros. And so this is all very, this is all new yeah. to me. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough, mm-hmm. and and that's mm-hmm. why it's always kind of uh, neat to explore, right? Like why people how they find themselves in scenes, but also how they how they find themselves out of scenes, right? Because yeah. um, you know it is later in in our lives where we can reflect back and kind of look like, hey, you know, like uh, at least from from what I remember, and even now, what like I periodically will see on like Facebook, it's like, oh shit, you know, this was a scene that enabled like uh, people who were you know uh, sexually abusive, you know. Uh, people who like had like really horrible things to to really horrible things to say about like people uh, non-white people really horrible things to say about people who are homosexual you know mm-hmm. um it's like shit i it was all happening before my eyes but like again being caught up or like being so focused on like like i don't want to draw any attention to me like I'm going to abide by all these things. I'm only going to wear black jeans. I'm like always going to make sure I have like the, the newest like band t-shirts that like no one's ever going to check me, you know? Um, and that's just exhausting. It's just not a helpful Forgot about that live. stress. Yeah. The yeah. band t-shirt stress. That's right. It's just so silly. It's like embarrassing. To yeah. Be like, oh, I have to take $20 with me when I go to these metal concerts because I have to get these t-shirts so that people know that I went to the shows mm-hmm. and that people know that mm-hmm. like that I listen to the music and that I know this stuff. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, man. This is... Because it always be a graphic, too. Like, the writing you can't understand. Not that writing that you can't understand. is bad, But it's just, like, the, the metal writing. They're like, oh, this lettering is, like, spider webs. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Calm right. down there, guys. That's right. Yeah, it was a barbed wire. Was that one? That's exactly. Yeah. Like, it's stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, it's quintessential. Like, okay. <laughs> it's exactly. metal. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. and, yeah, like, I remember when I was, like, 16, uh, I, bought, I bought a shirt. And I remember just, like, looking at the tag. And I'm like... This is this is a Gildan T-shirt. That was yeah. like probably the first point in my life where I'm like, damn, like I just paid forty dollars for, yeah, this thing that you know was printed on like a like a six dollar T-shirt. Um, so that was probably my first. I mean, obviously now, like I I know that yeah, even when the vacant, I went to the Tower of the Creator show in sep- last September. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of us. We had seen the merchant. Generally speaking, we've grown a bit far more skeptical of being like, okay, am I really going to pay $60 for this t-shirt? Mm-hmm. And all it took was like... Uh, $60? Yeah, $60. Okay, that's all it's going to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like both of us peer at like different points into like the like stand to see them. We kind of see the tag and I'm like, ah, it's a Gildan shirt. You know, it's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's de- it definitely not worth <laughs> the $60 now, but... But at the same time, Gildan does have different weights. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You know, yeah. you, you might want to, you know, impress them with the 500. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you don't care about them at all, you might throw the 50 at them. Uh, yeah. Also making up these numbers. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> at all. Like, I'm just 
coming off of when I made t-shirts for a friend's bachelor party mm. <laughs> slash I made two uh, shirts for high tough love. That's right. That's right. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> and probably never will again. So, <laughs> hey, um, you never know. 2020. Maybe we start a clothing line. Maybe you start a clothing yeah. line. <laughs> oh, no. I, we're not doing that. Okay. But hey, I do want to, you know, maybe throw some, some teas together. Maybe. Hey, let's think about yeah, it. Some let, us, let us know in the comment section. This is me trying to bait people to watch <laughs> us on YouTube. Let us know in the comment section. Should we start selling t-shirts? Would you, would you buy t-shirts? Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, DM me if you want a t-shirt, actually. <laughs> Friends and fans. The friends and fans. That's yes, because right. there's no such thing as fans. L. Wait, what? There's just... Oh, I was going to finish it. Oh. <laughs> there's no such thing as fans. There's just family. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing I've ever said. I'm so sorry. That was terrible. I was going to try to make it better, but... I'm so sorry for interrupting. I, I just want to also publicly say that to you, man. I, I didn't want to mess up your joke. That's on me. Oh, I'm man. so sorry. No, I just—I no, okay. really don't want another blow up. You know? <laughs> that made for one of the funniest, funniest things I've seen in a while. Like, that was Thank amazing. <laughs> Unfortunate. I mean, I'm, the joke still got out. Both people got their punchlines out. Right. Yeah. And to, let's be real. The joke I had was terrible. It was maybe like a three that hit the rim. I see. Right? Definitely didn't go in. Okay. But. Luckily, Kanashan did do what he, he was himself. Yeah. And he interrupted it and made the joke good. <laughs> it was, right. it it was really so, <laughs> yeah. And he's now more aware of what he does. He's too. more aware. That's what's most Cause, important, really. Because he did the other day. Oh, did he? <laughs> I was like <laughs> doing a story and he cuts me off to, to give another fact. Oh. People are addicted to giving facts. <laughs> Stop giving facts. <laughs> we don't need the facts anymore. Nivek is anti facts. <laughs> right. You're not, a, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I just found the name of this show, or like a new comedy bit. Is that you're not an anti-vaxer, you're an anti-faxer. Anti-faxer. <laughs> oh. Remember that. Write that down. I'll write that, down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you're an anti-faxer. Anti-faxer. Um, but, uh, to, to get back on track here, um, uh, Elio, you obviously listen to uh, a wide variety of music. You, you have uh, friends and peers who kind of make a wide variety of music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, kind of along this lines of, you know, uh, experiencing like music and experiencing scenes uh, differently based on where we grew up and, you know, our lived experiences, et cetera. Um, I, I am always kind of curious to know, like, uh, I guess it's a two-part question is one, like when you think of the Toronto music scene, um, what are the genres that, that first come to mind for you or who are the artists that first come to mind for you? And, and two, you know, what, what is your kind of take of, of the scene? How do you feel about, you know, the music that's kind of coming out that you're hearing from artists uh, in Toronto and in kind of the GTA? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to classify that into like the main people, not main people, but like sort of the pop stars sure, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. in the amateurs. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the amateurs. Like I love listening to people. In my head, an amateur is someone who's not making like 30 grand a year on their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone who isn't making like full time. Yeah. Full time, yeah. like money on it in my yeah. head. I mean, not that they're in amateurs cause there's so many people at the professional level, right? But back on point when yeah, I think yeah, of yeah. Toronto music, first thing that comes to my head is Drake. Yeah. To be honest with you. And, uh, I wish I can like write music like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, who produced that? Some guy named T minus, some, yeah. some kid yeah. from St. Catharines. I'm like, let me try this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> Who's getting stressed out trying to write some <laughs> trap drums and stuff? But I'm like, this is sick. I'm feeling it. Right. But it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But that's what I think of. Okay. 
Yeah. And and who are who are some of the folks when you think of uh, the, the kind of amateurs or yeah, as you said, the people who aren't kind of at this like superstardom level. Are there are there artists that, that come to mind for you or so many, so uh, many new people, even just from listening yeah. to this podcast, like Sus Farman has been like that was an inc- oh, like right his on. EP or that yeah, release yeah, yeah. that he has is just so intense. Mm-hmm. I remember having like a few months ago, like I was having a big fight with my dad mm. and it was just like like acting so young in the way like I was dealing with the situation. I was like, mm. I'm going to not run away. But I was like, what do I got to do? I got to seriously, we're going to cancel the lease. We're going to like do some shit. We're going to yeah. move out. And then like I listened to Sus Varman's like release and I was like, what a fucking joke I've been like. I mm. got to I got to smarten up. Like, I don't know. I mm. felt insanely guilty. Right. And like, I don't know. His his music was like really, I don't know. It's so, so good. Yeah. So intense. Gave, um, gave you something to reflect on. Yeah, it did. It, it was just like, and obviously with the lyrics that he I mean, it's not, I can't really, I mean, I can relate on stuff. Like I have a father, I have a mother, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's just the idea of that whole emphasis of the release. I was like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta treat my dad better. Like Mm. I don't want to, you know, life is precious. Yeah. It was, it was so, it's so silly to think about that. But like, Mm. I think we're all at an age where, or maybe you guys are not, I hope you're not, but (laughs) I've been to like a lot of funerals lately, Mm. like in the past couple of years and of people like in their fifties to like seventies and to some people that's like an older age to go up. But I'm like, I don't want to like, these are like, that's my parents age. Yeah. I don't want to see my, my parents and like that. Yeah. And, and over not, doesn't matter what it's over. It's just like, I don't want to see them in that situation. That's right. That's right. So it's just making me super reflective on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're so glad that yeah. there's someone that you, that you found through this music or through this podcast too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, not only was it kind of like a, a very intense and, and kind of meaningful project to, to Varman, but um, a reminder, just like how, how much kind of great music is is coming out of this, the city and it, and its surrounding neighborhoods that uh, yeah won't won't get any kind of recognition, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that that kind of list goes on too. Um, but I I suppose with uh, I mean even with the the music that uh, that you've most recently kind of put out, Black Marsh, is that something that you've uh, that you've been able to share or maybe interact with uh, with new people uh, about is there is there anyone or other kind of producers or musicians in the city um, that you've met uh, I suppose outside of some of the folks that we've mentioned already such as Patrick or, or Zed or Tyler are there any are there any other folks that you've kind of met or, or kind of interacted with through putting out your own music it's it's funny because I feel like I want to say yes but mm. I end up meeting people that know a lot of the same people. I see. I so see. that's that's kind of like the situation where I'm at now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this person that the CDJs that I set up for at a party that didn't work now knows Patrick. And mm. Mm. it's just like, wait, how do you guys know each other? And yeah. you guys know my friend Ian. And like this guy went to high school. Like, so there's so many weird, co- not weird, this cool connections. Yeah. It's kind of a small city in right. that sense, but not at the same time. Mm. Maybe in the music scene, I guess that's kind of reflective. Like the music scene is small. So. Yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. But it is kind of funny how it all it, it all circles back a little bit, right? It's yeah. like the six degrees of separation, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I should be putting my music more out there. To be honest with you, like, especially with Black Marsh, it was such an emotional project. Mm. And, I like, a lo- the people that I sent it to, they had already, like, a lot of the people that I was sending the music to would send music to me like that in the past couple of years. Like, 
they'd email me and like write a beautiful email be like welcome to my musical project here oh wow we'll invite you in i'm like hell yeah like yeah, i want to yeah, listen yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of it would be like like the guys from like zed and like yeah 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 and like tyler and patrick and all these people like i feel like they've earned their uh, their stripes through mm. like the like they've got they're at the spotify level now i'm right. not at the spotify level yet i think and maybe that's because way. i'm scared about sampling i'm like do people do it i'm like i just stole like this <laughs> yeah, like yeah, i just yeah. took like this like i didn't really change that's it that right. much and i don't want to change it that much right but i don't i don't know i'm scared well, that's why i figured like i would still have to approach people in like the uh like the old school ways mm. like earn my stripes by sending people like, emails like send it around on instagram and kind of For let sure. it float around with my local friends first before yeah. i start hitting random people up yeah and that's totally fair too yeah. right i think it's it's it it is uh like this art is something that's very connected to you right uh, yeah in, in any kind of medium that you that you present it um so yeah take, taking your time with it and, and going at it at a pace that feels most comfortable for you is, is really all that matters right this art is at its core is, is something it's like a it's an extension of you right based on something that you felt or something that you experienced, um, something that you, you're trying to kind of convey. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So with that in mind too, yeah. I guess this is me saying, you know, take your time with it, do it at, do it at whatever <laughs> pace that makes sense to you. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because, yeah, upon the, the few lessons that we've had to it, um, I guess two things that strike me is, one, I, I really appreciate the just how versatile uh, this project is in terms of all the different sounds that you've kind of used. There's a lot of like really... Um, there's a lot like live drumming you can hear that a lot of it has just been recorded um, but then there's also um, oh man there's one song on here that like reminds me of like Arca reminds yeah. me of Sophie where these just like distorted sounds yeah um, and it, it really kind of puts you in like a a, a space it, you're kind of encapsulated are surrounded by all these different sounds um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's hard to do uh, at least yeah. from what I understand about production it's really hard to to make those things come together yeah like and especially like those for anyone who might like who's listening and it's confused maybe like the sounds are very metallic and yes, like metallic is or like they sound like big machine like if a machine was like just bigger than it mm -hmm. usually was yeah, I, yeah, yeah really they're like a bunch of sound effects that right. are just tuned I guess fair and layered Right. But the way I made that song, I feel like it's so special because in most music programs, there's always like in the directory, there's like samples and mm -hmm. you can like scroll down and you can hear the sample. But in FL Studio, if you keep scrolling down, it stops the, the sample and it triggers the next sample. So if you go down, it won't like no sound will bleed. So technically, uh, you can kind of make like a little beat within the directory just from searching. Yeah. So you can just go up down up up down right up down like i would just i would always do that like ah, oh, this is a song to me right. i don't need anything <laughs> yeah. or just have like my bass drum and my snare drum organized in the directory that way and just like hit up down up down and like have recording on in the background like that's how it records sometimes right. so with that one all i literally did was wow. just like have all the samples in a folder and just go like i just had like a an exciting reaction i was like up, up da, da, down down right, down right, up right. and just like trying to re-trigger things and just did like a recording session like that that's brilliant which That's is like really a really easy way. There's no project file yeah. that exists. <laughs> it was all like, oh, how am I feeling it? Yeah. How am I feeling directory menu? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. That's, wow. And when you, sorry, when you created this project, did you go out and create like 20 or so songs and cut it down to? No, to pretty much what is on there is all I had. There, mm -hmm. there was maybe like different edits of the songs. Like um, the songs where I played like just live on my machine. I definitely have like a few different edits of them. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that I like the best, I just put in. So, but there's no other, um, 
yeah, everything that you hear on there was made or like was all that I made. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And also, uh, real quick, how do you get to the point of finding these metallic sounds? That that's a lot of uh, a lot of just years of <laughs> yeah it's a super broad question because yeah. when i listen to these producers arca yourself like yeah. i'm like how how do you get there yeah. to the point where you hear this sound yeah. like for example when i'm driving and uh, i may you know be in a zone right and i'm just like hearing these sounds that are created and i'm just like how, like what experiences yeah. do you go through or or just like you're i don't know if you're just fucking around and yeah that's what, that's <laughs> I, there is definitely i'm like oh how am i gonna say this with sounding smart but like i don't know like i turn the reverb on and i'm like right. fuck bass right, i'll turn right, the right. bass off a, a lot of layering is how i make those metallic sounds and then just sampling other stuff that i hear and i'm like let's just there's something in fl studio called gross beat Ooh. Like Metro Boomin, all those guys, everyone who's got a hot beat out there is using gross beat. <laughs> okay. Got a hot beat? Yeah. Hot beat. <laughs> and like, it's got like gross beat. I guess the best way to explain it is just like an effects program mm. with just too many effects. Gotcha, gotcha. That you don't even know. So I would just sometimes just like go on a different page and just mess up with some stuff. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. here I have it. And the reason why that I think that song sounds so good, if you were to listen to all the samples individually, you'd be like, these are kind of whack, right. but the way I played through it, it just sounds so like right. sophisticated and almost like a like like a robot, I guess. Right, right, right. right. It really mm-hmm. plays to that sort of genre because yeah. it's hard to add that into music without it just sounding like dubstep. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Maybe for our listeners who are maybe struggling to kind of get a sense of like the the, the type of sounds we're talking about, um, the first song that like comes to mind for me is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm almost certain that either the whole song was produced by Sophie or co-produced is Yeah Right by uh, yeah, Vince yeah. Staples and, and Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Mm. Um, take a listen to that song to get a sense of these kind of metallic sounds. Like right from the, the start, you kind of hear them. And it's very much uh, a, a major part of the the way that that song is composed. Yeah. Um, but I, I do appreciate you saying that because sometimes it does come down to, right, like manipulate. It, it's just a lot of manipulation, right? Yeah. Manipulation of some sounds and, and kind of continuing to tweak them until they sound like something completely different. Yeah. Um, but I have to give a quick shout out to Patrick on samples, though, because yeah. Patrick is like the sample. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I already am. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's not going to give you any samples, <laughs> but he's like, wow. Like he spends his time sampling and yeah. like not even spends his time sampling. He's just acquired so much over the years. And it's just like, if you know him, it's nice to get on the list. And uh, he has, he made his own sample pack. Amazing. Which I abuse (laughs) (laughs) and only use. (laughs) Um, I use his hi-hats pretty much exclusively and like Sophie kicks. And then, and then I just say like, I put that over whatever I've sampled. Right. Okay. Okay. Because it's just so beautiful. So he's, he's helped me out a lot with, uh, like samples so shout wow. out patrick shout out to patrick, you, patrick for that yeah truly thank you know you. we we also need to thank patrick because i don't know if i should why with you. <laughs> <laughs> why why do we need to say no uh we need to shout out patrick no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to shout out patrick because uh there was one of your skits uh involving uh we were reenacting when jr smith threw hot soup at, at one of his uh <laughs> do you remember writing the skit to make <laughs> Well, that was a very long time ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we wanted to edit it. We wanted to make it sound super nice. So I asked I asked Patrick. I said, hey, Patrick, you know, um, I would love your help kind of, you know, making this sound good because I'm really bad at this right now. 
and he was like, oh man, don't worry, I got you. Uh, so he's like, first off, um, you know, uh, I was recently uh, out, out, over, not overseas, but out of country um, because his, Patrick's parents um, uh, were playing in a, in a basketball, like a World Cup of basketball for over 50, I think. Um, and they were representing, I can't remember if they were representing Canada, or if they were representing El Salvador, but they were, they were playing in the, in the tournament. Um, oh. his parents are just ballers. Jeez, can they still hoop, you think? Oh, absolutely. This was like so two years ago. There, there, he, he was on, he was on vacation uh, yeah. in El Salvador with his family and they were able to play at like the court that his family, I, th- I think his not family, sorry, his parents met at that court. Right. Which is like super oh, cute, like that's really nice. Love story. But there's a vi- there's a there's he uploaded like a quick little video of them playing, and I I don't really know a lot about basketball. I'm like, whoa, like these guys are fucking stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they were still playing. They're hooping. They're they're balling. Oh, yeah, like it was dope. It was really cool. So really cool. It. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as a result of going, um, you know, as Patrick does, he carried around uh, he carries around like a like a little recorder similar to the one we have on the table, and just record sounds. You know, anything that he thinks sounds interesting or like might be unique. Uh, so he simply just put it down as like a game was going on. So, you know, you got all the like the sneaker squeaks and like the ball bouncing. Mm. So if you go listen to that skit again, there's like as, you know, J.R. Smith and his trainer or whatever are like getting into it. <laughs> it's just You just hear this like background noise of like a basketball court. And that was all Patrick. That was Patrick's like his recordings that he embedded in th- into that for us. Oh, so, that's so cool. yeah, we're wow. very fortunate. You know, we, wow. we also this <laughs> is a Patrick, wow, Patrick Perez uh, appreciation episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um Again, speaking of speaking of Black Marsh and speaking of the music that you've that you've kind of created over time, um, I, I we're very curious to know what uh, what your your process is like. Obviously, so much of what you shared is that it is really just kind of diving into it and yeah. and messing around with these noises. Um, but you know, in this case, where you decided to kind of put together a project, you know, um, mm-hmm. did you really want to kind of sit and and think uh, really deeply about you know the how you wanted to contextualize this project or, uh, you know, was, well, yeah, was there a lot of kind of pre-planning in that sense or did you just kind of want to make music, make it sound, you know, the way that you wanted to and, and release it once you felt that you'd kind of collected uh, in a, a certain amount of songs? Yeah, like usually with music, I'm like always, I don't, it's so hard to say, like it's always, I'm always kind of opening up FL Studio and starting right. something. Right. Not so often anymore. Okay. So like, Specifically, I wrote that right after the Trans Day of Remembrance. Okay. So I was like, oh, I want to write something because I'm like uh, emotionally moved or yeah, like emotionally yeah, yeah. motivated. Of course. I guess. Um, but um, the process, though, technically is like always, always changing. Yeah. Just by means of gear and space and yeah. just like, uh, just because it's like, I like, I like the change. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think it also showcases versatility too, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and probably makes you more comfortable in different settings, right? If you were to travel and make music with, with someone else who only works yeah. with a certain amount of gear, right? Yeah. You're able to kind of just settle in, maybe just a couple knobs, just get everything sounding the way you want it to and, uh, and kind of move forward. Um, and that's fair too. I, I, think, I think that's a great kind of thing to have in your back pocket. Um, but do you, uh, do you feel or, or over the kind of the course of time that you really, uh, sat down and made music to, um, how have you kind of, if, if ever, how have you kind of worked through creative blocks? Is that something you kind of 
yeah, find yourself yeah. Uh, experiencing, or maybe mm. with even within the past couple of years, is it something that you found yourself experiencing uh, a lot? I used to have a lot of creative blocks. I mm. think now I just have more depression, mm. and I'm like, oh, pff, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Don't do it. But I have so many ideas now. Like yeah. I think I'm at the point now. I'm like, I've got like a hundred songs in my head. Like That's I've already weird. got them written. Yeah. Because usually, like, if I'm not sampling, which has only been recently, I mean, I have always been sampling, but sampling, let's say, with, like, a 45 or a vinyl, right. that just takes time because I'm just enjoying the record and just, like, learning some, learning a new process. But typically, like, a lot of my stuff on SoundCloud I'll make, like, in 15 minutes, like, the house wow. music. Because it's just, like, I already know what I want. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, like, yeah. And a lot of, I wouldn't say house is simple, but, like, a lot of the house that I make, I like to make a lot of DJ tools. Like, I'm not giving you a full track here. Like, mix it. And you'll find your full track. Right. But, like... A lot of it, I like to try to sit down in like 15, 15 minutes okay. when I try to do fast stuff. Because I used to be such a gearhead. Like I used to be like, you can only write music with gear. It's got to be analog. I used mm. to be like one of those annoying techno people. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, screw it. Like, give me a pencil and an eraser and like <laughs> a recorder. We'll do something. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think like you should be able to do whatever, like you're saying, be versatile. Yeah. But I, I like the changing it up because it's fun. Because I always used to be like the type of person that would, I need like a clean room in my monitor is everything set up like have the studio and now right. it's just like i want to see my studio on the floor there or yeah. on the bus just like in really random uncomfortable areas yeah. because it's like it'll probably make something interesting yeah when did you feel like that that switch or that like willingness to kind of to, to yeah to be open to these quote-unquote like al alternate recording spaces or setups kind mm. of took place for you i think it was a couple of things so when i was younger me and patrick this is some old details like we uh, <laughs> like we used to have like a manager and an agent. Wow! So we used to have like the studio that my dad was pretty much just bankrolling, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, like right across the street from the airport. So we would wow. drive all the way to like oh Tor Bramman Steels, yeah. mm -hmm. and just like make music from like eleven o'clock at night to like five in the morning. Wow. And I'd be like, I got to go work construction because yeah. at that time I was like working as like kind of like a foreman okay. right when I graduated high school. Right. So we had like this little studio that we we're all trying to like make music in and kind of get it going yeah. and. Um, like yeah it was such a strict like I had so much at that time I didn't have so much but like I wanted to create like this such strict music environment mm. and stuff wasn't going well and we kind of I wouldn't say like broke up the relationship with the, our manager and agent but just stuff it just kind of like fizzled off and yeah, it just yeah. stopped happening we got rid of the studio and then I kind of just made music at home and Patrick this is around the time Patrick was starting to like do really good stuff for himself and I was just kind of like depressed and moping on my mm. own and um i was very closeted at the time of like 1920 right. especially because at the time my girlfriend at the time she had gone to rehab okay and i was like if i can't talk to her and she's here and if i'm doing stuff with guys it's not cheating yeah, <laughs> like I, would, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. trying like so many other like random things in my life at the same time right. it's like losing the studio and like right not losing it but it was like i remember we were like yeah we got to get rid of it so mm -hmm. i like to say it that way but um it was like this change up in life and like I had started producing electronic music at 15. Right. So at this point I was like 1920. I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. I, already, I had already seen like one of my best friends who I wouldn't say like just someone I had introduced into this. I was like, wow, they already made it ahead of me. Like I'm a no one. I'm a right. loser. And um, just getting just getting back into it. I remember when I got my job after that little, I mean, I started working after that drought of not making music yeah. and um I was still doing it on the side and then I kind of like consciously made a decision to quit writing music hmm. which was like 2015 2016 wow mm. and I was like in a really dark closeted period of my life right like I tried coming out as trans to a few people and it was just like they 
like it was just shot totally down. Mm. I was like, shit, okay, I guess not. And yeah. I was like, I guess I have to be a closeted gay man. Right. And that's what I like, I was like living as, I mean, not living as, yeah. but that's what I felt like my, I guess, identity was. Right. I was like, this is me, I'm closeted and it's cool. Yeah. And um, all those things going on, losing the studio space and just like changing over the years, quitting and then getting back into it. I mean, I'm fast forwarding like seven, eight years here, but yeah. moving into this new apartment, I came out to all my friends. I was like, I'm, I'm fucking doing it. I came out first as like genderqueer and I was like, guys, some wild shit going on with myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what's going on. Bear with it. Right. And um, everyone's like, okay, it kind of makes a bit of sense because I would upload songs on SoundCloud and have like very provocative pictures of myself, of myself, but without my face. So right. the three people that were listening kind of had an idea what was right, going right, on. Right, but right, right. And it wasn't until moving here, I was like, okay, coming out with myself, I was coming out, I guess, also with my music writing process yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's okay to use samples. And like, the less strict I became with myself, the less strict I've become with my music. Wow. Especially like in this, like last year. Because I would, I would, like I've come from a world of just DJing techno and house on mm-hmm. vinyl. And like, I've always wanted to get into hip hop and R&B. Right. And rap. And I was just like, how do I do it? I just got to start mm-hmm. listening to it. And like, that's been super exciting. Like just going back to the record store and just spending money well, trying not to, right. but just like, oh my God, all these, like right now I'm buying just like Millie, uh, Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim, all this stuff oh, that like amazing. just any Usher, anything, anything that I'm like, I know these names and I'm just yeah. trying to follow the path of like how I did it in house music of just like, okay, this is on this label, maybe I'll buy this label and yeah, kind of like going on that path, but in the record store, cause it's not like YouTube where you can get recommended easily. That's great. That's right. right. Wow. So it's through all that change coming here and like just coming out myself, it's kind of all even now, every day I'm changing my my opinion on writing music. Like, mm. oh, I need to be more open-minded. And right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, thank you for, for sharing that, you know, because I think, um, one, to, to really kind of get a sense of what you were working through personally, right? It, it's mm-hmm. like we, we'd be foolish with anyone that we chat with or anyone that we kind of encounter in our lives to not tie those two things together, right? Whatever it is that we're experiencing personally, uh, is going to affect our whether we're still able to create art or, or share something out in the world or not. Um, mm-hmm. It can still be very telling, right? Um, so not only yeah, do I think it's kind of important for us to to have that context, but um, it's also very exciting to to kind of know what this this past year and and of course you know I can't imagine that the kind of challenges that have come with um, growing comfortable. I suppose with yourself in the, the these like public or in these spheres that involve other people, um, but how it's translated into your into the art that you create as well, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it it very much is like uh, symbolic of like just this like this comfort that you have within you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- yeah, I think that's like a, a really brilliant thing and also very exciting okay. because like that the. the uh, is very kind of promising signs for the future here, right? And, and definitely, and it's it's cooler now because it's yeah. in the past. I was like, what's going on? This is yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now I can imagine. Nice. Yeah, it, it was probably very scary, right? And, and, and kind of um, yeah, confusing. I can imagine as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you, thank you very much for sharing that. I think I mean, in a lot of ways, it kind of um, uh. Yeah, it segues into into a question that we um, we wanted to ask you. You know, because oftentimes, um, while it's not something we necessarily talk about uh, on the show super often, um, allyship, you know, is, is something that Nivek and I kind of think about often. Um, 
and oftentimes it can it's something that we can fail or maybe i i can fail to do on like a on a micro level you know on what it is on like a on a on a day-to-day you know and in interpersonal um interactions that that i have with folks um that my like lived experiences or the biases that i have either due to like my my privileges or or even just like my lived experiences like how to how to kind of break through those right on a on a day-to-day um mm-hmm. you know something that that i definitely think about um is in particular like my interactions with trans my interaction with non-binary folks as well mm-hmm. um you know i, I i'm super cur- curious to know um for you for you specifically um what do you feel are kind of like meaningful or um productive ways of, of really like showing up and, and supporting you you know mm-hmm. obviously it's it would be yeah, it would be unfair for for me to to sit here and ask you that question for the whole community, um, mm-hmm. and that's certainly not what I want to do, you know. Um, but for you specifically, you know, given what you've experienced and and um, and given the kind of challenges that you've experienced, um, yeah, I- if you were able to kind of articulate that, how would you, or what would you say are, are kind of meaningful ways to 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 show support to you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that people do probably f- for me, mm. and then I not even really registering like that's their way of doing or like I don't know there's there's so many things that go over my head as well because I mean I'm just living this every day it's hard to like I'm not I'm not not that I mean I am paying attention to everything that people say to me I'm like is this person like like is this person transphobic or do they like are they not right um I think for like I mean just talking like just in if you know the people I I mean not if you know the people (laughs) coming up random like if you're at a party and there's like you see a trans person there just go up and say hi like if yeah. you're in a, a communal event or something like don't say hi to us on the subway yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. or yeah. on the bus Street like that's a scary thing a, i mean that's like a, a scary person. thing for any woman just like people saying hi to them yeah and that's yeah, yeah. like a trip for me because i mean obviously the biggest thing people probably don't expect when they look at someone like me is my voice mm. so especially when i respond to like situations in public people are like what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> they think I'm like either like a drag queen or like one of these new trans people that are walking around right, or something right, right. like that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things that I think I tend to focus on the things that are, what are people doing bad to me where mm. it's like, it's hard to pay attention to all the good things. But I yeah. think for example, like I know when someone follows me on Instagram, like, cause it is private. <laughs> so it's like usually, I mean, sometimes I open it up when I'm feeling less risque or yeah, yeah, more risque yeah. like I want I want the attention yeah, but most of the sure. time people who are going to be clicking follow kind of know me or like see a mutual friend so it's just like that's like a when I see that I'm like oh shit that's support especially like I know for guys that I went to high school with because I went to an all guys high school like yeah. and to see them like yeah like follow me out of the blue where I don't even follow them I'm like oh shit I mean I'm assuming a bunch here I'm like I'm assuming they kind of get the situation or maybe they don't like yeah. I don't know but I see that sometimes it's like a really big thing even yeah. though it's so silly because it's social media and sometimes I deactivate my Instagram so it's like what's the point of that but I know mm-hmm. in like little things like that those make me feel good like I was at um, Patrick's show Patrick had a show last um, Halloween right, right, right. in October Tyler and, and yeah yeah with, with everyone there and um just one of one of Patrick's friends, one of the guy, like guys that I went to high school with, just like came up to me. He was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. Just like said hi to me out of nowhere. Right. I was like, "Oh my god, that's." So me, I felt so bad because I was just like so happy and like just like, "Oh my god, hi." Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I just wasn't expecting it. Like when people are like, "Hi, El, how are you doing?" Like I'm like, "What?" 
okay, yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. it's still hard, not hard for me to register, but like, there's still like 25 years on another name in my head that I register. Like, right. I'm only starting to have dreams now that were like people are calling me by correct by my correct name. Right. Or I'll still have dreams where people are calling me by my old name, and I'll wake up like, what the yeah, fuck's yeah, going yeah, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I can imagine too, like from experiences you've had, um, as you've shared too, of like of someone, um, like showing that outward rejection too, right? The, yeah. I, I can imagine that's like a, a fear as well, right? It's like, yeah. I, I, you, you don't always know if someone's going to, um, to kind of like to, 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 to meet you as you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, it makes perfect sense is to, to wear that kind of like the, the challenge of kind of always seeing it that way is, but um, I think it is always important to kind of know, right, how and what mm-hmm. support looks like for for anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, particularly from a from like a, a marginalized group, um, because because it is on those like very 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 micro <laughs> levels, right, that we can begin. Um, and of course, you know, in in any case, right, it is really about uh, thinking like very deeper about like yeah, where are these like biases, where are these fears, where is these like these rejections that you know we have or we make about people or share about people come from, um, but yeah, uh, it really will always kind of start on this like human decency level, right? Mm-hmm, uh, and, mm-hmm. and treating someone and as they they care to kind of be treated. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you for for sharing that with us as well, right? Uh, uh, you know, you've sh- you've you know you've been I'm fortunate enough to have been able to kind of chat with you prior to recording about the, this this episode, and you know, you made it clear to me that yeah, this past year especially has been really challenging in the sense of you know transitioning into into the social spheres transitioning into into spaces where um yeah there are people who may not have like who 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 don't know your lived experience right yeah um yeah. and that's also a tricky one too right because i think ideally it's like you know it it doesn't matter right it's yeah like, i am chris you're l this is navek uh and and we keep going from there you yeah. know yeah um but of course that's just not that's not reality it's not real right that's mm-hmm. not how kind of the world operates right now um yeah yeah challenging in that way but um but of course like i said you know it's having opportunities to to kind of uh share and talk about it you know publicly and and kind of share with people who are listening to us as well right is is something Mm -hmm. that we think about it gives us a a lot to think about as well right as we kind of continue to to go about our lives continue to kind of learn about how to how to be better be more supportive right How, how to be more inclusive in even even the work that that we do here right mm-hmm. um you know i guess to a degree kind of tied to that question too um you know when there's uh, when anyone kind of like go, goes through adversity anytime someone is like is faced um by a lot of challenges you know you've kind of mentioned it um with your challenges with depression as well um finding and like sourcing joy can be like a, a really challenging thing um, yeah, and and I, I guess that is something that I was kind of curious to know. You know, in in these moments and in these challenges, you know, how um, how how do you or how have you kind of gone about creating joy for yourself um, outside of music? If if yeah. there is or has been anything outside of music, or maybe it has been has been music. Like I definitely escape in music. Yeah. I definitely um, I do play a lot of video games, yeah, right on. <laughs> which right is. On. Uh, Play an unhealthy amount of Skyrim. <laughs> still. Right okay, fair enough. Um, is that also uh, where Argonia is? From. Where Argonia is yeah, from? Okay. It's from that universe. I picked that name because, like, I always I always played the lizard creatures because they can swim underwater. 
straight up. That's yeah, why yeah, I picked yeah. it. I was like, oh, I want to discover shit underwater, obviously. <laughs> Easy. And I always thought it was cool. I'm like, they're like lizard. They're badass. And I found out, found this out actually only last year after I came out as trans. Was that the Argonians can change their gender? Are the only creatures Damn. in the universe that can change their gender? Wow. I'm like, bomb it. drop. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Wow. Yeah. And I relate to it a lot because sometimes I f- like to say that I'm a woman, like, Let's face it, sometimes I know it's like it's kind of like a joke to say that. Or not a joke. I use it as more of like, um, I mean, I, I do feel like that. But to say it confidently is so hard. Mm-hmm. As, and as a trans person who is like, who, I don't even fit in in the trans community sometimes. Like mm-hmm. just getting made fun of by other trans people or being like um, gatekept by other trans people. Like right. there's so much like, yeah, it's it's weird because sometimes I don't feel even part of that community mm. that's why i'm like oh i feel like a lizard the argonian because right. i don't feel like man or woman or right. trans like i'm just like my own thing because wow. i don't even i can't even fit into any of like the, right. the groups because well not because but just that just the way i feel yeah the, yeah. the judgments that that yeah. are, that are kind of that you're experiencing right mm-hmm. um i didn't know that about the argonians so i do i do fuck with that i think it's pretty similar. i think it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i also think it's really cool um are there any uh, dream projects or ideas that uh, you'd like to see come to life this year? And if so, how, yeah, we'd love to hear about them. Yeah, I really want to, and this is kind of getting inspired from, like, I think you and Yanu were talking about this, mm. about the cooking classes that you guys were yeah, doing yeah, 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 for yeah. kids. I really want to, like, I did my co-op, my high school co-op at an elementary school. Nice. And I really enjoyed it at the time. I okay. thought it was cool. I still don't want to be a teacher, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. I like working with kids, like teaching kids is like super fun and rewarding. And I think the older you get, you, the more energy you get from younger people. For sure. Because you realize that we're, we're adults and those are kids. <laughs> and like there's, I don't know, I've always been like the type of person that was maybe afraid of kids, but more or less because I'm like, you don't want to turn out like me. Not afraid of them, mm. but like, just don't look at me. Like I'm right, a bad right, person right. sort of thing. And hmm. now I just scare kids just the way I look, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, is there anything in particular that you'd love to kind of interact interact with them about? Yeah, definitely. What I was trying to say is, I yeah. definitely want to. Uh, I want to try like doing maybe some, like DJ yeah. lessons or like. That would be sweet. Yeah, like production. Like I don't know. I was looking at like the community center over here, and like, they do like, open seniors arts, like from nine a.m. to like twelve a.m. So like, why can't they have? I don't know. I'm like, who? I've just got so many ideas in my head. I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. surely someone could go there and approach them and be like, I want to teach young people how to DJ and make music. Totally, mm. totally. But hopefully if they're... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's that's what I want to do. For sure. I don't know how it's going to work out. I have no plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have that energy that I want to... Yeah. Conversation for off the record, but there are some community centers that have programming surrounding like music production and, and DJing. So okay. I'll chat with you about that okay, after, sweet. The, okay, after sweet. the show here. Um, but I do love that. And I think, uh, yeah, you have a, uh, a, a gift for this craft too. So um, to anyone listening, you know, if, if you know of any community centers, uh, if you know of any Please. programming around the, the GTA that um, Al could potentially check out involving uh, music production, maybe teaching folks how to DJ as well. Mm-hmm. Um, setting up equipment setting up equipment yeah. audio equipment yeah. audio video you know Let lighting know. lighting even yeah. vibe creation I, <laughs> I think we vibe creation that's right wow <laughs> you guys have to take in that as DJs you're really creating vibes on a large scale here yeah. <laughs> you could really you know uh, take someone's night up 
but yeah. you could also bring it down. <laughs> so that's a big job. And and also we had this conversation off the record, but regarding DJs that use their laptops, you really have access to everything. Like it's kind of wild if you know you have a bad set. Yeah, yeah. but it's also reasonable. <laughs> it's all, obviously as a look. It's easy for me to say this. Okay, I'm just in the I'm in the crowd going, yeah, fire, or this is not it, boo. or boo, yeah. No, I'm never booing the DJ. But shout out to them. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of a wild thing to say, but yeah, like you're yeah, you know, you have all this access, and you know, you guys are really, you know, I want to give you your flowers on this episode. Wow. So this one, this episode is dedicated to the DJs, the producers, wow. the okay. vibe creators. The vibe creators. <laughs> so, salute to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, what what flowers have we received? Specifically, <laughs> probably petunias or something. Oh, okay, <laughs> hey, that's like a good flower. Huh? Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm, what's the? <laughs> it's like, no, I won't say this. Oh no, it's too, it's too personal. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's okay. Hey, <laughs> this is a courageous space. Mm, let's see. No, it's like okay. If I'm if I'm talking to a ting, ting also known You're as talking to. I should. Oh yeah. Okay. Hmm. Should I say this? Yeah, I'll say it. Fuck it. It's we're living. We're potting. Right. Okay. Can you say we're potting? We're potting. We're potting right now. That's it. I'm um, talking to a thing, which I'm. I know, which I recently found out, you know, can be a negative term towards a woman. But for myself, I <laughs> oh, for me, I, just <laughs> for me, just for me. It's a term of endearment, and I don't mean anything uh, negatively out of it. I can also say woman. Sorry. So you can also just say yeah, I, I was talking to it. a woman. Yeah, <laughs> maybe let's stick to that, please. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I might, I might slip in the question, "What's your favorite flower?" Oh, really? Okay. You know, um, and I and they asked me that back. Real romantic. Yeah. Is it? I don't is that know. A I, question, do you think? Sorry, I shouldn't have assumed. Is I that your intentions? I think showing up with the flowers might be a bit better. That is. I think asking their a person's <laughs> favorite flower in general. No, that's yeah. You're right. No, so the asking that's 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 nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I have in my bag a couple <laughs> that I, if they ask me, I gotta throw. And I'm not gonna say roses or tulips, right? <laughs> I'm gonna mix it up. Okay. Too easy. Okay. Right. So I might, you know, I have my Google Notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Type in flowers. This <laughs> is like a list. Uh, I'm feeling that. Hmm. I'm feeling this vibe today. And I oh, that. I see. Okay. Wow. You guys. Had, Good to know. Uh, well, we'll see. At the back. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> are you Are you okay with me dropping this in your home? Yeah, I think it's cats. <laughs> yeah. So, okay? Got permission. Uh, <laughs> the, you give me permission. Yeah, that's hmm. right. Yes, thank you for letting us record in your home. Truly, <laughs> we forgot to mention that. At no, the beginning. no. But this lovely, lovely home of yours, um, we're very fortunate to record here. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming you over. So much. I'm kind of sad I didn't get to go over to your basement and oh. catch the vibes there. I like the vibes oh, there. There are no vibes left in no, the basement. No. <laughs> uh, ever since we had the carpet removed, I feel like it's. Oh, oh no. The carpet was. I mean, no one ever saw the carpet on the video. But <laughs> I don't know why. I can like you were on the cou- on the <laughs> you. Felt in the flesh, That's but right. I appreciate that because you felt it through the vibes. That's right. You, felt, sound. you yeah. felt our feet touching the the carpet, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but yes, um, I'm I'm positive. Uh, you're more than welcome to to come to Pickering at any time okay. and, and come check out the basement. Mm. But a lot of lot of energy lost uh, since that carpet was gone, um, literally and figuratively. You know, we can't charge static on that carpet anymore, so true. lost a lot of energy. Um, just came up with that joke. Uh, that yeah, I put him out. Oh, oh, oh did, did hit the wrong one. The bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I got jokes too. It's not just <laughs> Navik, okay? Um, we have, we have, for the most part, reached the, the end of this episode here. Um, but as always, you know, we got to finish up with uh, with our, our last two segments. 
Um, our first of which is Soup It Up. As you know, unofficially sponsored by Campbell's Soup, where we talk about anything that's maybe made us a little upset, maybe, you know, pissed us off a little bit in the past hour, past day, past week, past month, past year. Um, and we, we get it off our chest, you know? We, we validate what uh, one another are going through. Um, so as always, I start with Nivek. Nivek, is there anything that you, you feel like you need to get off your chest? You know what? This week it isn't that serious this okay. week. Just because... Uh, well, I can go in. Um, uh, should I say this one? Yeah, I'll say this one. <laughs> it's my... Look, it's my brother's wedding. It's coming up in July or June or Your something. One wedding. of those months, okay. right? And I I assume that like my mom was like, yeah, you get 10, 10 guests, right? You, like, uh, okay. Myself, right? Okay. And I'm like, 10? That's, that's a little... Uh, a lot, but okay. <laughs> but I'll take it. Shoot, so I hit up, I hit up some people. I'm like, come through, bring your, bring your boo. It's okay, it's, it's on me, you know. It's on me, right, right, right. And then my brother angrily texts me, "We only get three. Oh, and I might oh. change it to two at night in an hour. And I'm like, damn, I already told like six people. <laughs> so I said, of course, I respect your wishes. It's your wedding. It's not mine. That's the most important thing. It's not mine. Right. But unfortunately, I I won't do that. I'm still gonna <laughs> tell them to come through. Uh, oh what, am, what am I supposed to be? Just sitting at the table, like waiting with no no homies around? I'm just like, it's just me and Krish, and Krish is probably, uh, you know, let's be honest. Krish is on the other side. You know, he's everybody's talking to Krish. No. Like, Can I talk to Krish? Can I talk That's to Krish? There's a true. long line of people talking to Krish or wanting That's to. Not talk true. To Krish. That's not true. Unfortunately, on my table, it is just uh, myself. You know. Um, maybe sipping on a beverage, maybe eating some <laughs> Aperol spritz. <laughs> I'm definitely drinking Aperol spritz. Just, but okay. I'm gonna try to get a guy to just keep dropping Aperol <laughs> spritzes. Are you aware of the beverage and do you like it? I know, <laughs> I'm not. Hey, L, let's cut the crap. <laughs> do you like Aperol spritzes? I do. I do. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I do. That's cool. Well, I figure I change up my answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you don't like it? No, I mean, no, I, do, I mean, I, it's all right. It's okay. Oh, okay. I Let's mean, I don't end this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so wild, huh? You don't like it. That's weird. That's, mm. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy it. That's oh, okay. That's okay. A I'm I'm, it's okay. <laughs> you, no, I'm flip-flopping right yeah, now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, tell yeah, your truth. It's okay. <laughs> we accept your truth. But, um, yeah, so I guess this is really not a stupid, I'm not angry. Okay. I mean, it's more of an apology to my brother for the oh, future. I see. And when he when he sees like a lot of guys, there. <laughs> that's right, so with their arms folded, just hanging around, <laughs> hanging around waiting for some uh, some shrimp poppers to come their way. Yeah. Um, oh. But hey, I'll sit at the table with you. Uh, don't worry, I'll be there. Eh, you know, you don't gotta do that. <laughs> okay. Don't come near. No, me. no, of course, of course, obviously you're you're welcome. Hey, thanks. Yeah, That'd definitely. be great. I'd love to sit at the table with you. Yeah, um, how about we do this? I'm supposed to make a speech. I might make a speech. How about you do the speech and say you're in the vague? And I just give it to you and you just say it. <laughs> like, Ooh, wow. That is great. Oh, my goodness. That's a great idea, isn't it? That's it's a content. That's a pretty good idea. It's content yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I might have to get some cameras in on there. That's might have to hire a guy. That's right. Hire a Oh if you know goodness. someone, <laughs> hey, if you know anyone, let us know. Put a camera in their hat, <laughs> or in their tie. In their tie. Sorry. That's right. You I'm need a camera. Like this. <laughs> Are they gonna wear a top hat to your brother's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> that would look so ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, I'm glad you got that off your chest. I'm glad you're honest, you know, with the people about your uh, your situation. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is a lot of honestly. This is one of the most honest episodes I've ever been a part of. Wow, just bare honesty. That's um, great, and we we love that here. That's right, we do love. So. We don't like facts, but we like honesty. You know, there's a difference. Mm, two different things. Right. Yeah. Fine line. Fine line. Fine <laughs> exactly. Line. Right. No, no facts. <laughs> Um, how about you, Al? Is there anything you, you feel like you want to get off your chest? You want to you want to use this space to, to vent about? Yeah, but creditors. <laughs> Just getting it, seeing a letter come in the mail mm. from creditors is pissing me off today. Bloody fuck mm. you, bloody. Get out of here. Yeah. Let people live their lives. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't for me. Fair. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. I'm not saying that that's mine. You're right. It didn't have my name on it. Right. Um, But something come, came through the mail today and it angered me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry, you know. Sometimes you don't uh you don't expect those ones and you got to wonder what kind of what kind of empathy levels those uh do those creditors and the people working their half. But I mean, you know, oftentimes I don't I don't blame them. I blame the systems that they're working under, right? Mm-hmm. What conditions they kind of force people uh yeah, force people into, right? And, and kind of push people to the brink, but mm-hmm. um yeah, tough it's tough go all around, you know. Like I, I think about that with like uh, Amazon workers, you know, or like I think about, uh, yeah, when I think about Amazon and like Jeff Bezos, whatever. First thought is like, hey, man, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to support this guy. I don't want to support this company. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, not to say that like it sucks me back into using the the website uh, or like using the service, but I also do think about a lot of people who are in like very precarious working situations, but. It's all they've got as well, right? Is mm-hmm. like working for that place is keeping them afloat. Um, yeah, very very tough go. And of course, you know, uh, people can end up being on the on the receiving end of of like whatever their responsibility or their job is too. And it and it makes it a just a, a cycle of negativity, right? That yeah, we don't often need. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you got it off your chest. I'm hopeful, you know, being able to talk about it here <laughs> was helpful to some degree. But you know, if not. I feel, I feel a bit better. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> if not, mm-hmm. you know, we got music. We got Skyrim. We got outlets, right? That's it. We got outlets, uh, and that's what matters most. Um, okay, last segment of the show here. We got three Pete. You already know what three Pete is, but to those who are maybe tuning in for the first time, three Pete is a segment unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne, uh, mm-hmm. where we ask our guests three rapid fire questions in sets of three, and we have them answer them as quickly as they can uh, off the top. Uh, and we go from there. We try and learn something about him in the process. Um, ready for three, Pete? Ready. Okay. <laughs> First question, three best food spots in your neighborhood. Um, I should know the name. I get Chinese food from them. I don't know their name. <laughs> uh, the, oh, wow. On Uber Eats, if you're in my area, you'll know that. Okay. Ch- it's called China Gourmet. China Gourmet. God oh, damn it. They're one. so delicious. <laughs> um, what's some other? I don't... I go downtown to eat a lot, so okay. I feel like okay. that's kind of a snooty thing to say. That's okay. You but, know what? But I'm going to be honest, what I eat in this area, it's China Gourmet, okay. McDonald's, and Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Enough. The worst of three, wor- <laughs> not not that there's anything wrong with China Gourmet. That's good. Sorry, the second two right, right, right. are not good, but they're that's on okay. there. Where, where, mm. two maybe, where are two, two spots that you really enjoy uh, downtown? Uh, I, I just love going to like any pub in the village. Okay. Because it's just like, okay, they, no one's judging me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like any bar. For sure. Um, the drink is my favorite place to go to in the okay. village. They still got drag there every single night. Right and on. Uh, you get really cheap drinks, $2.50 bar rail. 
Here we go. Here we yeah, go. they well, they want to get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the food there, there's always food in the village. Everywhere you go, there's food. There's food. So brilliant. it's just like I like the drink, the cookie pizza. You watch someone sing some drag songs, and that's brilliant. Oh. That's brilliant. Two fifty drink. Okay. Boom. First question down. Second question. Um, and you know what? This one, this one, I almost intentionally put in because I was like, you know what? When it comes to music, I feel like L is very forward thinking. You're constantly, you know, you're you're constantly thinking about what makes music sound good. But here's here's a tough one for you. Who are three overrated musicians? Who are, who are musicians who are like, you know what? They just they're not Apex a Twin. Okay. Wow. This is not oh, a hard. Okay, yeah. So sorry. That's a drop. That's a drop. Okay. Um. Oh, I'm like getting angry here. Hey, if you got more than three, lay, lay them out. Um, yeah. So uh, that that person. Um. um Oh, that's a that's a I, I mean I try not to have so much hate because yeah. I really try to focus on that's good right. energy that's out right. there. That's right. Um overrated. Mm. Oh, that's so that's a hard question. I'm so sorry. I make no, it three peats. No, that's so okay. That's no 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 worries at all. I mean like realistically, I, I should just like get rid of the rapid fire part. Because this 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 segment <laughs> yeah. has never been rapid fire ever. And I'm always just like, Oh yeah, just take your time. It's no big deal. So I'm just gonna stop saying that it's rapid fire. And I think that will It keeps up the intensity though. I feel that's so right, intense. That's right. right. Yeah. Everyone's just sweating. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, but I feel like I need to finish that so for sure. Aphex Twin, um, to say it again. Yeah. Um, uh, ooh, I don't know if I can drop that. I was going to drop a DJ name in this city. That's okay. Do it. DJ. Never heard of him. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. He's a cool house DJ that just likes to still play a Coda and Coda's nice. a, just, uh, any nightclub that it has like booths is just, not a good nightclub in my okay. opinion because it's just like they're trying to invent classism inside the nightclub right here yeah and who could fucking afford a booth like yeah, yeah. get out of yeah. here like <laughs> yeah. i can barely afford coat check like yeah. just let me in the fucking yeah. club <laughs> so so that guy and um who else is overrated oh i don't know like i feel like i gotta put a band in there okay that's rude to, to ban people. Sorry. <laughs> that was a to bit. That people. was a bit. <laughs> to ban people. It's okay. It's so hard. But that's, that's a hard question because it's that's like, who good. do you, if you're, if you think they're underrated, you're not really paying attention to them. It's a good point. Or sorry, overrated. 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 Right, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, if you want to cap it at two, that's also okay. I don't want to pressure you into i would love to cap it i mean i want to go at three i do we'll we'll cap it at two the the rules are very very lenient (laughs) it's not strict we should just make these interview questions but you know we're just (laughs) four years later we're still workshopping this whole podcast thing you know Mm -hmm. um and the last question that we always end with who are three people who support you unconditionally my dad Mm -hmm. um my brother and patrick Easy easy. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. Well, this has been a treat to sit down with you and, and chat uh, about your music, uh, about your life, about DJing, about metal. Uh, you know, we all learned something something a little bit new today. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, we're, yeah, not only really, really happy that we were able to make this happen, but just very excited for, for where we kind of see you along your artistic and your, your musical journey uh, throughout this year and, you know, years to, to kind of come here. Um, 
where can uh, people keep up with, with your music, maybe even keep up with you? Um, we briefly mentioned that you, you've done some vlogging as well on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be willing to share some of these channels, some of these, these platforms and where uh, people can support you and check out some of the, the, the great stuff you're making? Definitely, definitely. So the easiest place would, to, would be Instagram and to search The Argonian. And there's two ends at the end of that um, because someone else took The Argonian. Um, so if you search that on Instagram, I have all the links there, like YouTube links on my Instagram usually because my YouTube is like, the name is TDN Drummer from my old band nice. from when I was a kid. And you need over 100 subscribers to change your name. So oh, wow. subscribe to me and I can change it to The Argonian. Okay. So if you just search The Argonian or L you'll f- and YouTube, you'll, you'll f- come up to me, but okay. don't. You go through Instagram, the okay. Argonian. You'll find okay. some stuff there. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, thank you again for joining us. This is episode seventy-six confirmed. Yes, yeah. Um, as always, I'm Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka Bash Me Outside, because I don't fight. I just get beat up. Aka Little Poopy Dirt. Aka Doctor Do Too Little. Aka It's Not Me. It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now. Um, and as always, I'm here with Navik. It's Navik, aka Navape, aka Navail, aka Mister Run Up on Your Girls Like a Little Bit on Way, aka Big Seon. A.K.A. Uh, little Couch, Big Couch. And... A.K.A. <laughs> little Scratch Queen Mayo. A.K.A. The Argonian. A.K.A. Little Mommy. A little bit of Daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Everyone say bye on three. One, two, three. Bye. 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 Brilliant.